when a black woman goes and finds her uh, a white and shining armor. I, I'm okay with it only because I probably, in my head, they probably have tried so long to try to be with one of a black man and it just didn't work for him. So I give black women passes. It's probably a double standard, but I give them passes because in my head, I know they probably tried. There are studies that show how black women have been holding out for a black man in way longer than what black men do. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join with my co-hosts, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Are you guys uh, excited about the new Candyman coming out? I, I actually am. I'm, I'm one that I liked the original Candyman 1 and 2, actually. 2 was pretty good. It wasn't as good as the first one. So I'm kind of excited about it. And Jordan Peele hadn't let us down yet. Uh, so that's the other thing about it. I think he's going to reimagine it and make it current um, and and use that whole mythos of the Candyman. So, yeah, I'm I'm for everything black, as Ferg says. The, so, yeah, the, I'm good with the, it. The trailer looked dope, man. I told I told Tabitha I would go with her and see it because I actually, I guess I got to go back and rewatch the first one, man. I didn't really... It wasn't like a top movie for me. So, but you said Jordan Peele hasn't let us down yet. So you liked us. You guys liked us. Wasn't that the movie? Yeah. 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 I liked it. I mean, it, some it people was, didn't it, understand it. Yeah. It was, it was a psychological. It. But, <laughs> so was the thing, the thing with me is Z is not a big scary movie fan. So like, does she think they're not good or she just too scary? Z is not a big, scary movie fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know the last real scary movie I've seen. I just, I just turned it. We can't. She chooses not to even watch the previews. Oh, wow. You know, so She's the opposite. it's going to be, ha- it's going to have to be one of those things where I haven't even seen the, the, what do you call it? Trailer. The trailer. Trailer for it yet. But, I'm going to check the trailer out. If it's something I really want to see, I'll probably have to just go when I'm out of town or something for work. But, um, you know, it's Candyman. And once again, I try to support everything black. So, and I don't even know if that really counts. Oh, but it is. Pe- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Peele. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's I know doing he his did. thing. He's doing his thing. But I feel like so. that dude is like, is he like Tyler Perry 2.0? I feel like that dude comes out with a new movie every six months. Is Key getting jealous? I mean, Key's what, been, I, in, been in the new Predator, and that's about it, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's, <laughs> he's got a couple of uh, hits, but, you know, it, it's one of... Peel is doing all of the production and the, the writing and the directing. I mean... I really, I really feel like Peel just was kind of, he was not, he was a comedian, right? And that, mm-hmm. that was his thing. So unless he gets some stand-up or he just continues to act, um, I don't know if he's going to get as big as Peel. So and, I, and and no, I don't think he's Tyler Perry two point No, I mean uh, I, I like I like what I've seen, but I'm like, I feel like that dude drops a movie every six months. He's taking he's taking Tyler Perry to the next level. Like he yeah he is, yeah two point like he's definitely yeah, he's just upgrade. But I, it's I just, would I wouldn't say Tyler Perry. I'd say he's the next Spike Lee. But Sp- Spike Lee wasn't dropping that many movies like that though. 
Well, okay, and really, one time he was, wasn't he? No. Yeah, yeah. Like, when, like when do the right thing. Do the right thing. Um, school Mo days, Mo better, Mo better blues, blues yeah. all that. Yeah, like it, um, I was telling you about been a five year period. I thought yeah, it was closer than that for her. But Peel hasn't. I mean, you know, he hasn't dropped that many. It feels like they've been coming, but us was last year. Uh, Get out was a year before that. Mm-hmm. So, so isn't it like it's, I it's am mother like one one per year? Yeah, I am mother or something like that, or oh mother with the uh, I don't think that was him. I okay. don't. I'm not sure. I don't think that. Was. Yeah, and so and I, and I don't know. It, I think he's just producing this one, like executive producing it, right? I don't think uh, he or he may have written it, but I don't think he's directing it. So okay. you also got to think about that, like you know, producers can produce more than one, especially if they're executive producing, they can executive produce four or five movies at the same time. So, cause it, because the time isn't like invested into it as much. So it just depends on what he's doing. The trailer reminds me of the trailer for us too, the way it, uh, the way it flows and stuff. Like watch that trailer for the new Candyman and then watch the one for us. Mm-hmm. Like the same. Yeah. Anyway, that's all, that's what's on my mind, man. What you got, what you got, Rosie? So, um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Haley got into a pretty bad car accident over yes. uh, last yes. weekend. So, the car's probably going to end up getting totaled. But just, man, dealing with another person's insurance company. Haley's not on my insurance. She's on her mom's insurance. And so, you know, they didn't want to do a claim under their insurance. So, we're going directly with the other insurance. So, the, the responsible party's insurance man, it's so different. So I'm going to let you guys know if y'all have to deal with that or whatever, it's so much simpler just to go with your insurance company. (laughs) I know you might not want the claim and all of that stuff, but it's just way simpler to go with your insurance and let your insurance company deal with that other one. Who didn't want to file a claim? uh, Well, Allison didn't want to file a claim because even though it's not an at fault, but filing a claim is still a claim that's filed under your insurance. So it can increase your premiums and do stuff like that with insurance companies, certain insurance companies. Uh, and so what we did is we went directly with the other insurance company. And the thing about it is you're not that insurance company's insured person. You're not their customer. So they don't have to be nice. They don't have to be responsive. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's the thing about it is, uh, you know, it, it's almost worth having, that that claim on your uh, insurance and paying that deductible if you have a deductible and then letting them go and fight it out with the other one and maybe getting your deductible back later on. No, your insurance your insurance company go after them. It should be they'll subrogate it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. They'll go after them, but um, you know that that's the that's the kind of take on it. But it's been man, it's been crazy. So it it happened Friday. We just got her rental car today. You know, so she hadn't been able to uh, get to work. So. She hasn't had any lasting pain at all. Yeah, she's she's sore, that type of thing. Um, she had with some other kids in the car, and they have some injuries. So you know, it was a company car. So uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, but uh, <laughs> of course, of course, he's thinking about the money. No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I want to make it right, but you know, it's it's good that insurance companies do kind of cover that, and they have the bodily injury part of it too. Mm-hmm. So that, um, you know, they can go and get the assistance, the chiropractic services and everything that they need uh, well, and not have to worry about it. One other question. Can you can you name what insurance you're dealing with? What's their insurance? The the people at fault? It's it's some small company that I've never heard of. It's FCCI. Um, okay. So I'll name them because that's, that's probably a corporate company. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, because it was a corporate uh, uh, vehicle. So they're probably they probably insure corporate 
entities instead of yeah, just individuals. They're, they're paid to make it tough. Those type companies, because they probably have multi-million dollar policies with all these, you know, it looks like she got hit by a truck, right? Yeah, yeah. So they probably have multiple trucks on the road and it drives their premium up. So they're going to fight uh, every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. So. Um, yeah, well, I just got my I just got my truck back out of the shop. You know, I was in an accident uh, about a month ago and I got my truck out of the shop. Hyundai. I thought it was going to be totaled, but actually they did a really good job. So shout out to Caliber Collision uh, and Progressive who took over the claim because they were debating a crazy situation. I still had, had USA hadn't canceled it yet. And had progressive at the same time, so they're debating who was going to take the, pol- I mean, oh, the wow. claim. Oh yeah, yeah. So I had too much insurance, and then it got to the point where I got nervous because it seemed like each person was trying to point the finger at the other, which I get. Um, but progressive took care of it; they did a good job, and actually, the truck looks better than it. Like it took some years off the truck, so mm-hmm. um, got a new grill, got a new hood, and all that stuff. And so I really can't complain about that. Nice. But I hope Haley, if you're listening, I uh, hope you're okay. You know, uh, be safe out there. I'm I'm just glad you're okay because I've seen those things end badly. So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you, you and your friends are doing well. Yeah. Um, oh, my oh, question oh, to you. Oh, but um, before you start, for one other thing is uh, Super Tuesday's coming up this Tuesday. Uh, so I want to make sure everybody get out voting the primaries. But along with that, everybody in Alabama. Uh, we're voting on Amendment 1 on Tuesday, and I want to make sure everybody knows what Amendment 1 is. So we're voting to basically let our uh, state school board be appointed by the governor instead of actually elected by the people. So my my political plug for the show right now, uh, vote no on Amendment 1. Uh, we don't want to put even more power consolidated in, you know, Montgomery's hand, in the governor's hands, and in the legislature or the um, the, the Congress hands. So the state legislature is, it's already broken and I don't want to give them a little bit more power over our education system. I mean, we're ranked so low now, consolidating that power and letting them actually uh, appoint um, a school board isn't going to help anything. What they need to do is actually find some money and fund our education system instead of, um, you know, thinking that they're going to go and just pawn it off on this, this person that they go and select that we don't really have a say in whether that person's a good person or not. Is the governor still Kay Ivy? Yes. When is she up? Uh, the, this year, actually, what is it in November? Believe it or not, man, Alabama has had a Democratic governor in my lifetime. Yeah. So yeah, it was like 2010 when um when the Republicans took back over. They actually the uh the Alabama State Senate was a Democratic run until about 2010, right after the census. So they did this huge push to take back the House in 2010 so that they could gerrymander all the districts again. And so that's the same thing here. So anybody that goes out, they need to go vote so that we can actually try to take back or get a little bit more power so that we can actually uh, draw the, the districts after the census comes out. So what's the rationale behind amendment one consolidating power. That's, that's really all it is. It's the education over the last three or four years. I think they've gone through three superintendents because the, the, the board was just horrible and they were pushing people out and it was not, you know, kind of a, 
a good old boy system in there, but they've pushed those people out. So again, the election process worked and people went in and saw that the board wasn't actually helping each other out. So they actually voted out a bunch of the school uh, board. And now they have a superintendent that works and that's doing their thing, but they want to consolidate that power so that they can actually do what they want. And from my understanding, probably what's going to happen, and this is just my assumption, but they're going to appoint a somebody like who's the um, the crazy lady in, in D.C. That's the secretary of education right now. DeVos. Uh, Be- Betsy DeVos. Yeah. DeVos. Yeah. Oh, Betsy. So they're going to they're going to uh, appoint somebody like her. That's all about supposedly school choice and charter schools and all this private stuff. So so they can make money. That's really what's going to happen. They're going to cut. You know, they're going to appoint somebody that's not for the teachers union. And so then they're going to start cutting the teachers union um, benefits and those types of things. That's what I think is going to happen. They're going to use it as a cost save. And then because Alabama's broke, hands down, Alabama's broke. And so that's what they're going to do. They're going to use this as a stepping stone to be able to uh, really kind of screw our teachers and think that they're going to fix the education by doing that. Okay. So yeah, my, my, my support, unfortunately I don't vote in Alabama, but <laughs> maybe uh, I think we have a lot of our listeners are, are, in Alabama, so maybe we need to make a post on that. So, and this will drop Monday, the day before Super Tuesday. Yep. So, uh, leave that up to you. And I hate to do this, but it's we're slowly leaving Black History Month and moving into or getting to the tail end of campaign season. Well, primaries. Byron, how do you feel about your boys being endorsed by Russia right now? My my boys, huh? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Who you talking about? Uh, was it? Is it Bernie that got endorsed? Bernie yeah. and Trump. Yeah. So I I don't have an issue with Bernie, but he's I'm right now. I think I'm voting for Warren out of the primaries right now. It's Warren Buttigieg and then a toss up between Joe and Bernie. But I'm I'm pretty much good with almost any of them except. Uh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. <laughs> but is, do you think he's a likely party to be able to beat Trump? I mean, listen to shout out to Brandon, the daily, you know, there's, that's one of the reasons they think Russia may be supporting Bernie is some algorithm they have is he probably would lose to Trump. They're yeah. thinking that he's a candidate most likely to lose to Trump and which is scary in a utopian society, in a utopian world, Bernie sounds cool. You know, I would rock with Bernie. I I actually think, man, this year, the uh, the policies don't matter. So it's just a matter of how bad the country wants Trump out. And at the oh, end of the day, I don't think it's going to matter who is the Democratic nominee. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to do you want Trump to another four years or not? So if Bernie runs and he loses, I think pretty much that'll be the same for all the candidates that, that are running. Mm-hmm. So you don't think it's, it's all or nothing? I do. I do. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think there's anybody that is going to shy away from voting Democrat because that's that's really what it's about. Right. The Democrat versus Republican ticket. I don't see many people shying away from voting Democrat because of Bernie or Warren. Like, like Byron said, the policies don't matter. I, I think what about really Pete? Is. Now, now, and well, see, oh, you, you, bring, you bring up a good point too for Pete might have a problem because he's gay. 
And we know, especially within our community and just American as a whole, we have we still have an issue with, with gay people. So you're yeah. right about that, first. He might not get it. But um I forgot what I was gonna say you made such a good point. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I forgot. What I, was I mean, say. I feel the same way about Pete. My t- my top two candidates, I'm worried about is America ready for them. You got Pete and then you got Warren. You know, it's great to say that you want Warren, but then it's like, do we really wanna, you know, whatever that person says in the White House. I mean, you got to think it wasn't that long ago where they were almost like making jokes where they never wanted a woman to be in control of the the the, the missiles, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. But if you let Trump do it, then hell, <laughs> yeah, at this point, you, know? you bring it up good points, especially with Pete and maybe even with a, a female candidate like Amy Klobuchar or Warren. But besides those three, I was going to say. It really won't matter who it is unless the Democrat Party messes it up and people feel like their particular candidate was cheated. Like with Bernie in 2016, you know, giving Hillary the questions ahead of the debate and things like that. If 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 the Democrat Party messes this up and we find out they were kind of pushing more for one candidate over another and making the process unfair then people may stay home again and yeah. Trump may find himself and, in there. And, and, and I'm scared about a brokered convention being billed as that because folks who are listening, a brokered convention isn't cheating against Bernie. I want everybody to understand that is the Democrats, the Democrat and the Republican. They can do yeah. a, a yeah. brokered convention as well. That is their process. So it's it's very clear. Everybody knows what it is. If you don't have a certain number of the popular vote, going into the um, or delegate vote going into the convention, then it goes to a broker and the super delegates get their say. So that if, if he loses on, at a brokered convention, that is not cheating Bernie. That is the process and how it works. But you and I both know. Oh they, yeah. They, oh, not yeah. Going to hear that. <laughs> they screw Bernie over once again. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. And, yep. and they may stay home because of that. And I'm, I'm telling you, do not stay home. I don't care. Vote blue, no matter who. That needs. That needs. We need. If at, at any other time we needed to be like just blindsided, it's now. It's don't stay home. Then that, that needs. Those need to be shirts. Mm-hmm. Like it's not Vote your candidate laws. It's like really don't stay home. My biggest fear is with all these candidates. It's not they're gonna go vote for Trump. It's the same thing that happened with Hillary. People did not get out and vote. They weren't adamant enough and hopefully the last three years your supreme leader has garnered enough support or disdain for the party or this this gentleman that we have in office that we're like you know what is that what he is I, gentleman i just <laughs> oh, man i don't i'm trying to be no go ahead i gotta be better but like i was thinking i was thinking out loud that's my bad i mean y'all know what the hell i'm saying man this dude gotta go and I just hope that we're we're pissed off enough to say, you know what, I might not be a Bernie supporter, but I sure don't like Trump, you know, um, trying to teach people a lesson and all that stuff, because it's going to be dangerous if this dude stays in office. So, so. so we're all the way in politics now. So let me ask this before we go to the commercial and introduce the ladies. Did y'all see that coronavirus speech that he gave yesterday? Man. Press press conference. What coronavirus? If you wasn't exactly. scared, if you wasn't scared before. You should be terrified now. That was one of the most incompetent. I, 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 listen, I don't. This ain't even hating no Trump right now. That was incompetence at its best. 
at its worst, rather. I mean, that, <laughs> it was But he awful. has people that are going to believe him. He rambled, Ferg. He, he just said a string of words. Nothing yeah. was coherent. It, what was did he no say? Point. He's like, I'm surprised, I, or I was surprised to hear that 25 to 60,000 people a year die from the flu. Yes, 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 they do. <laughs> the president of the United States, we, we have flu season every year. This, that's not a disease that comes, a virus that comes around every five I'm in medical sales. <laughs> every around, year. Around September, October, every facility I go to, they put out the little stand with masks, sanitizer. If you're coughing, sneezing, breathing hard, any of it, like leave. They don't play. It's serious. I mean, I've, I've had situations disrupted just because people are like, hey, we can't talk business right now for the next two weeks. We're just making sure all our employees go get the flu shot. And, the, and know, the guy, I can't even I can't even I can't even do my job without having the flu shot. And, and the guy he put in charge is a guy who has a history of not believing that smoking cigarettes causes cancer, doesn't believe that condom, condoms work in helping present, present, uh, preventing the transmission of STDs. Uh, it's like some other crazy stuff he believes. That That's who we have in charge, VP Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but that's all fake news. Though. Yeah. Oh, and and the this scare isn't what's causing the market meltdown right now, which we had the largest downturn in history like today. two days in a row though right like we yeah, had well, just like it's, yeah it's been it's been the last three days uh we've seen the market kind of dropping dropping but today mm. was the largest single day drop in history uh, 1200 I'm, points, I'm, yeah. points yeah i'm yeah. a little mad at the umar johnson's of the world because y'all told me the virus wasn't real but now it's messing with the money <laughs> so i need some explanations and answers man i'm Trust me, Rosie. I'm trying not to log in to TD Ameritrade, but uh, yeah. it's tough. Like, <laughs> Go God, ahead, tell, him, Mark, tell him, tell him, tell him what happened, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, I just made a, I made a, a decent investment and in some, some uh, talking to my financial advisor over here, Rosie, and gave me some pretty good stocks to look into, and um, that are they're going to trend back up, of course. But it's just you drop money, you like, damn, I lost a thousand dollars in one day. Okay. I lost. Two thousand dollars in two days. It's okay. It's okay. I lost twenty five. I lost twenty five hundred dollars in three days. You know, uh, but it was kind of like maybe I should have waited to you know next week. Yeah. Right, this coronavirus scare, but it'll but it'll folks, do what it folks, do. Folks, you can't time the market, I just, I and that's exactly what I told Fur. You can't yeah. time the market. You you it these things happen. It'll come back up. Um, yeah, I know, but it's you just know, it's until just you that, see that a long term. Yeah, it's shocking all, but until you see a long-term trend of going down and we'll we'll kind of announce it or I'll at least announce when what when, when I'm making moves, I'll let you guys know that. So if you do want to kind of follow that, you can. We'll just throw it out like that because I can't uh, uh, legally, I can't give financial advice anymore, but you know, I'll let you know what I'm doing with my money and hopefully that'll help you if you're um looking on when to invest, how to invest, how to make moves. All right, well we 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 we're talking about money we made. But uh, I had a huge dip, and I'm pretty sure you guys had the same this week. So uh, guess what we need to do? We need to pay some bills, fellas. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So welcome back. We're sitting here with three lovely ladies I've known for 15, 16. Hey, don't, don't even. We don't they look don't, it though. Yeah, we all don't look it. it. No. Well, it's a pleasure to uh, have you ladies <laughs> join us on this uh, collab po- uh, podcast, the first podcast of the official Blackly Black Network. Is that what we're going to call it? The Blackly Black podcast? I like, I I like, like for the Black culture. media. I like black. I like for the culture. Some blackity black and for the right. culture. Whatever. You, you <laughs> got voted first, out, L, with that one. Go. For the first of many, but I want you guys to introduce yourselves. We have Pim Noir Files. I've been following. We've been following since uh, day one. But go ahead and introduce yourselves, ladies. All right. What's up, people? I'm KB. I'm originally from Florida, but I live in Philly. Philly girl. I should have been here a long time. Uh, <laughs> so yeah I'm the one that's like you know doing all of our recording and editing and everything else doing with the podcast so what's up happy to be here hey y'all I'm Shug um so I went to god we've known each other forever we went to high school together so I, I think I'm known you guys the longest out of the three of us but originally from Mobile Alabama currently representing Baltimore Maryland be more uh, I know. I've been here. God, it'll be three years this year. So happy to that be blue. here. It did. Hi, guys. I'm Elle. I am originally from Greenville, South Carolina. I am a true Southern Belle. Um, I have lived in our nation's capital, not Maryland and not Virginia, but Ooh. D.C. Ooh. for 11 years. And I am happy to be here with you guys. And you're so extra. Yeah. So, so how you oh, feel about a little that bit. Whole, uh, that dig at Virginia? Right. Uh, no, it was no dig at Virginia. It Listen. It, 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 I definitely like, that was a definition. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a dig. Like, shit. Virginia, it was also to Maryland. It was also Maryland. I definitely felt the shade. Listen. When I tell people I'm from D.C., I only say it because most people don't know that D.C. is right between Maryland and Virginia, so. Right. Said on DC. Well, don't be around L when you say Not at all. She will correct She'll you. She'll be like, is this DC, DC proper? Is it right. DC proper? Oh, I probably will. Listen, <laughs> if your address, if your street address does not end in Southeast, Northwest, Northeast, or Southwest, you do not live in the District of Columbia. I just want <laughs> listeners, I just want y'all to know their podcast is uh, not edited. Um, they, they, they're explicit. Uh, not and not not not. To, no, it's very much edited. Uh, it is explicit. It's so, raw. Um, oh, yeah, raw. Just get ready for all the the bleeps and everything. If you want no. to hear the actual unedited or the unexplicit, um, uh, so we, the, we, we the radio version. Yeah, we yeah, we're the Walmart version. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't hear oh. the people y'all stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh they really. Yeah, oh, they really, so that if, is right. They really don't, don't curse. Hear it, yeah, no. you want to hear it without the bleeps? Then we uh, curse you go like over. Yeah, <laughs> go, go listen to it on the Film Noir files. Check them out. We're ladies, but we curse. Cuss <laughs> a little bit. I love Jesus. Right. Back I love Jesus. I do back love Jesus. We are the forty day fast right now. Let's go. We that are. Also, oh, I'm gonna uh, start with this. L, what you giving up for Lent? I gave up fast food and soft drinks. Yo, just got some fast food tonight. No, I did oh, not. I did not call your sister. <laughs> call your last sister. Oh, my last sister did that. Okay, sorry. Call your thank you. Wow. 
Wow. See how she called me out yes. and was wrong? <laughs> oh, y'all only asking me what I'm giving up? You're not going to ask the other two? <laughs> I just got it out. I mean, let them get it out. So, okay. People go a little slow. Ferg moving no. a little slow. I gave up sugar. No sugar for the next 40 days. Okay. I gave up meat, sweets, and I'm trying to give up alcohol. I did take a shot tonight, but that was for Damn, a special you occasion. Failed no, already. No, you failed on day one. When you say you gave up meat, did you give up meat or like meat? <laughs> meat that I eat? <laughs> and there's no other meat that goes in my mouth. Check out the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not with that one. Partake of the meat at Excuse all. Me. At all. Mm. Lord. Hey, oh. and shrugs shoulders. So no, just actual meat in this. <laughs> oh, why are you laughing? Like you laughing real hard, sure. Like you doing a little much right now, y'all. <laughs> you doing a little much? No, because Bob is really looking like what the. F- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She ain't lying. Mm-hmm. How old are we? Like this. Hey, like, wow. what hey. year is it? Hey, hey. hey. So anyway, yeah, I gave up meat and sweets. Wow. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. And it's supposed to be alcohol, but again, this was a special occasion. So I just asked the Girl. Lord to forgive me. Rosie, you giving up anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> well, if you got anything for us, I ain't giving up nothing. Hell no. Oh, oh, man, we're horrible. Okay. We're, we're, Sorry. We're three the hard way then. <laughs> y'all know curse, but y'all ain't giving up nothing. <laughs> At least we like to, you know, cleanse and get into our, you know, Christianity and stuff. As far as the the farthest we usually go is we don't eat uh, beef or beef, pork or chicken on Fridays. Oh, okay. So we just eat. eat, So it's not just for Catholic people, it's for everybody? Yeah. No, it's just. Well, we call it a, well, for Christian, for Baptists, we call it the 40 day fast, a Daniel fast. I ain't been to church in 80 years. Oh, Lord. Oh, that's another situation. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. KB is a stickler for everybody going to church every Sunday. Okay, Ooh, yes. We will go out crazy. all night. We will be up to 3 o'clock in the morning, the, yeah, and we're going to go to the church in the morning. Huh? Uh, <laughs> Rise and make reservations. <laughs> make reservations? <laughs> like if Jail Frisco's or something. What? <laughs> I was at All-Star Weekend and still made it to church oh. in Chicago. Oh, that's so hard enough, then. In her fur. It's time for Rainey's drinks because I've been waiting the whole entire episode to start my drinking. Okay. My bad. I'm, so, I'm happy because to my it's, cup. I'm about to order another one. <laughs> Wait, because there's so many of us. We're going to just let everybody go around the room and say what you drinking. And then on the count of three, we taking these shots. Ladies How about first. that? Oh, isn't that a gentleman thing to say? Okay. So I got a little brown in here. Until we start getting some money for this, I'm not telling y'all what the brown is, but just know <laughs> it has like um, a grapey feel to it. It's a, a really, feel. yeah, it's a great kind of, I don't know. It makes you feel purpley. Purpley. That's a, a, some new you shit. You drinking Prince juice? Like what the hell? I what is it? I, when you come to my house, I will let you partake. Okay. It's, and it's, like it's going to change kid. your life. It's, it's like the little kid on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory purple? Yeah. <laughs> but but it's brown. Hmm. Okay, that's it all I'm saying. Purple. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. What you got? What you got in that cup? You got them that hood cup, like that barbecue cup. It's right not no. That's it's a my barbecue Dallas cup. Cowboys cup. Don't do me. Oh, I didn't see the, the star on the side. Thank just, you. You okay. see the star now. But, okay. Um, What's this is good old fashioned West Baltimore water. 
I'm going to take a shot of moonshine when it's time for us to do that. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you better get kicked off early. <laughs> early. Shut up. <laughs> Three brothers, no sense. Who, who, what y'all drinking? So, so I'm, um, yeah, this is going to be classic me, but uh, I'm drinking root beer. <laughs> That's what I'm on. I'm a fan. Wait, it's, what? It's, wait, wait, it's not even Barks. Like, usually I do Barks. But um, it's A and W today because they won't. Because I'm also he's our shug. He's our He's our shug. Hey, <laughs> Rossi's definitely our, our shug. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, they're gonna connect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, shug! You got somebody out there like you. Wrong with it. That's what's up. I appreciate. She you, be bro. trying to drink water right here too. We be like, what you doing anyway? What? <laughs> Buff, what you got? Go so ahead and I, I, I didn't know we had the option of not drinking. But, uh, <laughs> right, oh, right, thank right, you, right. thank you, Buff. I like I like the way you think. Good. But uh, I have a mojito in my Miami Heat glass, and oh. my shot will be some bamboo rum that's endorsed by Lil Weezy. So. <laughs> He, I don't know if you want to drink that. He nothing that he drinks. No, no, no. Nothing. That's from that lean. <laughs> he, he, he can't hold not a sentence. He can't talk. He I'm concerns me. That. But go ahead. Cut that hair off. Like, what is that? With the I blocks. Like, I like I like black hair, Lil Wayne. This blonde hair, Lil Wayne. Yeah, I don't know. Like you need to cut you know that what? off. That that is actually two different people. Like Big Luther, Little Luther. Oh, don't you ever talk about Big Luther, Little Luther? But see, Big Luther, don't he, you do he, it? He went back and forth though. He went back and forth. Man, so. don't you do it, Ver? What you drinking? But you only can respect Big Luther though. Nah, I respect both of them. I like Little Luther too. He mm. need to get some love too. I mean, you like Little Luther, but he ain't no Big Luther. <laughs> which one? Which one song so amazing? Was that Lil Luther or Big Luther? Big Luther. That was Big, Big Luther. Luther. Okay. <laughs> I'm a always bear on the is, caution. Say Big Luther. Oh my god. Oh lord. Fur, what you got in your cup? Oh, I, I know how you get that. Huh? Him sick. He's oh, him sick. But it's a hotty toddy, so we letting it ride. Hottie Good job. <laughs> All right. So the count of three. Raise your glasses, and let's get this party started. This the shot. Right? Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. That was nice. This thing's so smooth. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is it ENJ? It's not. No, no. <laughs> Listen. Oh, I got an ENJ story, though. Oh, my God. I was drinking ENJ when I was in high school, right? Who was it? <laughs> I know, right? And I accidentally, I went to homecoming had the bottle, accidentally brought it back in the house and set the bitch up on my dresser. Mm. My mother came oh, in. Bold with it. Thought you was grown. Nah, right. I was drunk. <laughs> nah, I was clearly drunk. And so I come in and my mom like, what? Man made me go throw that bottle outside. I had to go and dump it outside in the yard. Y'all know how hurt I was? At least it was E&J though. I know, but at that point, I'm thinking that's you know we ain't got no real money. We thinking we doing something. Oh, you 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 were heard about the the financial situation? Yeah, and wasted Paul, liquor. Palmerson and E and J. That's all we could get. My girlfriend used to drink Palmerson. I used to think that thing was hilarious, but anyway, okay. So so we brought the guys on. Uh, Should tell them why. Um, so we brought you guys on because there's been a lot going on in the media over the past couple of weeks. So I did get the opportunity to watch the Red Table Talk with Jada and 
Snoop where she was talking about Snoop's comments about Gail King and the apology. And actually, I've just been seeing a lot of comments on social media, especially from black men, about how hurt and disappointed that they were in Gail and her line of questions that she asked Lisa Leslie about Kobe, you know, right after his death. So, you know, to that point, for who do you think has it harder, black men or black women? And that's for the rest of the guys as well. <laughs> I think it's just different. I think so too. I don't think it's one. It's like uh, I don't think it's. Oh <sighs> uh, yeah, Buff I'm ready. Byron, to, he ready to. Like I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Buff is un- here. It's unquestionably black women. Come on. It's oh, like, I said black men. Black women get shit on by white women, white men, Thanks. and black men. Like, yes, thank you. Like women get shit on from. I mean, that quote Malcolm X said about the black woman holds true today. Like the most disrespected person in this country is the black woman. Yes, I mean, and then you look at the uh, domestic violent rates and stuff. We we beat like we mentioned Tupac earlier in the show. That that song, keep your head up. We yeah. beat on our women. We rape them. We talk down on them. We talk bad about them. It's black women. And I agree, but I think it's two parts. So I think our black women are probably more disrespected, but our black men are more feared. So mm-hmm. the danger of being a black man, like not just fear, like physically, I think our women are scared that we're going to hurt them. Like it's, we, yeah, we're going we in relationships with women already thinking that when is, when is the other shoe going to fall? When is the truth going to come out? So it's just like, neither one of us are safe. We're fighting two different battles yeah, like it, they might disrespect our black women, but they're not as scared of our black women as they are of our black men. And yeah, black men, if black women are the most disrespected, right under black men, I mean, black women is black women, black, black, black men as being, as far as being disrespected. So they have another, they're, 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 and the sad thing is we're probably the ones disrespecting the most. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, glad you brought I, that I, up. I, and I agree with <laughs> You know, it sounds true, but it hurts though. It is. I think we're we're taking a narrow view of what you mean by who has it worse. I you know, it, it's a blanket statement, but you it's situational. So yeah. mm-hmm. I agree. You know, it, it, it's not a competition of who has That's it, it. worse. It it's is women, it yes, black women, like like you say, they are the most disrespected and they, they're shit on and everything. But then you also think most black women and and yes there's a, the Sandra Blands of the world and everything like that but most black women aren't as fearful of being pulled over as a black male they they aren't as fearful of an interaction with a police officer they they can go and their chances of being arrested and actually being arraigned and and released is a little bit higher than black males when it comes to um you know, the, the justice system in general. Are you kidding me? Did you not see the Justice Department internal review of the Baltimore, Baltimore Police Department where black women were pulled over and sexually assaulted by police officers? So they don't necessarily, have, they're not fear, so they may not have to worry about being Sandra Bland, but they can get molested or raped at any time. I never have to worry when I catch an Uber. I'm sure plenty of black women do. Oh, yeah. But I do think it's situational. Like, that's a, still a situation, right? Like, that's an area, that's a 
you know, that's Baltimore. No shade, that's Shug. Baltimore. Baltimore. No, like Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore is great. <laughs> 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 yeah. I do think, like, I do kind of feel like it. There's, there's Baltimore's everywhere. There. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore's New York. But, but my point is that there's situations. So there's an Uber ride that we have to be concerned about. There's different areas. I agree with you guys. It, it's a different area where we have to be concerned and where we are going to be a little bit more on high alert, whereas you guys are going to be on high alert. And I remember one of you guys said something about the elevator or I feel like so one of y'all said that. Yes. So, you know, that was another episode, guys. Check them out. So, you know, that's a situation where I I get on the elevator and I don't think about that. But I wear locks. So, and I work for a Fortune 500 company and I'm in that you know what I mean? So I have to kind of constantly watch how I behave and how I'm viewed. I walked in there with all African on the day. You know, so, you know, again, it's, it's it, I do feel like it is a situational thing. So I agree. It's maybe not fair to say who has it harder, but it is like I mean, shit, black people got it hard. You know what I'm saying? Just like other races of um, minorities also have it hard. But I definitely feel like I, we have it worse. And the thing about it is, I mean, two things right here is not for one point is not a competition. I think the key for us to, is to understand and acknowledge that we're both fighting a battle. Yes. Right. And if we become stronger allies, our yes. battles, for one, our biggest battles probably with each other. Of course it is. So if we start supporting each other better, then we'll be that much better off, but not trying to always make it a competition. Yeah. You know, there's certain things I will never understand what it's like to be a black woman. I will never understand what it's like to be a mother, you know, sister, any of those things. Like Byron said, I'll never, I'm not worried about getting an Uber. We had a HR call a few weeks ago and with my company and they were saying they wanted us to stop taking Ubers and Lyfts. And I travel all the time in the airport and it's like, They want you to take a taxi? Like what, what are you supposed because to do? Taxis, cars, the reason taxis are safer in their world because all the stuff that's been going on with Uber and Lyft, they just felt more comfortable hmm. because uh, these people are accredited. I can get their taxi number. I Lyft, yeah. it's, you know, they have all these fake drivers and all that stuff, or Lyft and Uber. But those are things I don't have to worry about. I was out a few weeks ago with the bros, and there was this young lady that walked away from the table, and she turned around like you saw a light bulb go off in her head. She walked away from the table and put her napkin on her over her drink a certain mm. way just because she was worried about, you so know, maybe not us, drink. she yeah. had a friend that was drugged one time which completely changed her life. She didn't get into the details of that, but I had a full conversation with him. Like I've, I've heard that, but I've never understood that. But at the same time, I forgot what I was reading or listening to. We were saying that, you know, I remember growing up where as a black man, you weren't expected to make it past 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we, ha- we have to realize this is what guys, a lot of these young men are living for. So everything after 18, your old head, you know, it's, yeah, it's like, I'm an OG, you're an OG at 19. Right. Like, that's crazy. That's the kind of world our, our, our youth and our, we are coming up into. And so it's not, hey, you have it worse, you have it better. It's like, man, we in a f-ed up situation, man. Yeah. And we need to help each other out as much as possible. So I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> so you bring up a good point because that was one of my questions. I'm like, you know, listening to the music that we listen to, like rap and hip hop, where you have guys like Snoop who do call women bitches and hoes and all of that kind of stuff. But then also, too, now you have this new wave of female rappers like the city girls talking about, you know, nigga, I'm just out for my bag. Like we are kind of pitted against each other. I don't see that in 
Latino culture. I don't see that with white people. I don't see that with Asians. So I'm like, why do we do that to ourselves? What are your thoughts on that? It sells. Yes, it does. It sells. So and, people and just listen to these it layers. All, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's it's ingrained in us. It goes all the way back to slavery. When you really think about it, when they were breaking up our homes, when they were bringing, you know, putting people in the field versus the house and everything. So we we are have been trained to go at each other. And then when we got out of slavery and we got into the Jim Crow and everything, we re- went right back into it where we're okay, I have one position and it's 30 people trying to apply and I'm going to hire one of you niggas. And so, that, you know, it, that, that's how it that's was. That's what it was. I'm in the number. You know, and so yeah, I got one. And so we had to fight with each other with that. And then I was listening to um, the, the Bros Bookshelf, another podcast, great podcast. Uh, you guys go check it out. But I was listening, they're um, reviewing uh, Miseducation of the Negro. And they were talking about how at one point, the black society, we wanted to get into like the FBI and things like that. And when a black person joins the FBI or they go undercover, where are they going to go undercover at? They're going to go in undercover into our communities. So yeah. it's us snitching on each other. So now we have this inherent mistrust of each other. Are you the feds? Are you the cop? And everything. So it's, it's just a built in inherent mistrust of government, of each other of everything and I mean it goes it goes all the way back but we had some positive points where we did join together right I don't think the civil rights movement could have happened without us joining together so I agree with you we had some points where we we fight against each other and I think that's I I agree with you I think that's where a lot of this comes from Um, but we also got to recognize that we we can do it we can get it together we can work together we can respect each other we just got to want to do it yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think if you don't know the history and know where you came from, you'll fail to repeat it. Mm-hmm. So Rosie hit on a lot of good points, but if you go into stuff like mammyism and all this stuff and how uh, they were the buck slave and all so many different ways they were raising us to break us from get-go. Oh, yeah. Where a lot of these mammy or mother figures had were spending more time raising white kids in being frustrated and coming beating black kids and also the way they were breaking these men and teaching. So these black women were taught to try to teach these young black men to be docile and which, you know, and these guys scared to be in the house. And if you go back to even you talk about civil rights after the civil rights, when they started doing a lot of the, Federal, the federal programs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. where you had to break up the home, the male yeah, could not be in the house. That's some yeah. shit. So, you know, yeah. if you got a meal in the house. That's exactly. some shit, boy. Yeah, that was so, some shit. I would say I think the biggest problem in the black community is the 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 lack of strength in a unified black family. So a lot of us know how to potentially take care of our kids. Our black women have been, I think, stepping up and taking the lion's share of that for generations, but at the same time, black men, like you said, there's government programs where we're taught or our women are even taught that it's better to not even have us around. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. We can't, That's exactly we, what you said when you built that kind of program. Yeah. We're, we're sneaking around. So we're sneaking out the house. I got to sneak in the house to be with my family and kids. I might have to stay with Byron for a few days. I might have to stay with rising for a few days or 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with KB, but I'm going to have to go uh, stay with uh, Suge over there just the past a couple of days away just so I can make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not taught about the, fa- the familiar system. Like, we're, we're, we're set up from day one not to be together. Yeah, uh, and, and going back to, like, what Suge was talking about with, like, music and everything, the, 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 the whole independent woman movement, it was weird. I, I went to a marriage retreat at my church this past weekend, and one of the things they talked about was independent equals single. You can't be independent and be in a relationship at the same time. Both sides. You can't play both sides of that. Like a, a, the whole point of a relationship is that you guys are interdependent. Correct. Uh, I think I talked about that at a, on a previous episode. And so, you know, we we have gotten into this whole I can do it myself. And like Ferg talked about, it's because they've broken up the families, the women have had to do it. And so since they have had to do it, they started with this, okay, well, I can do it myself. I don't need you anymore. And so now... There's this thing where we aren't going to get into a relationship. We aren't going to have a family unit because I don't need you anymore. And so now you've got these two independent people moving independently and we, we're not bring, coming together and, and creating that family unit. Yeah, I mean, a lot of women are taught. I mean, I feel you're taught you're better off, you know, like, hey, don't trust new niggas over there. We ain't up to no good. Uh, all men are dogs. I mean, these are cliche things that we hear all the time. You and know, how do we uh, fight those things, though? I guess it's realizing that they are what stereotypes, right? Yeah, and I, I think we <laughs> talked about this. I think one of our early episodes. I think it's understanding the history behind it and understanding each person's struggle. So, for me to date a black woman and realize I'm dating this strong black woman, not necessarily independent, but maybe she was raised to be independent. So, part of what I have to deal with is showing her that she doesn't have to be independent, and when she's shows these independent tendencies don't think it's about me it's hey this is generations of her being told don't trust these guys it's better to have your own have have money for a rainy day like and i've never been been a woman but i feel like these are things that they're being women are being taught how you know about that have money for a rainy day who told you about that Oh, oh, I, I, he was raised by a black mama now. <laughs> you know, right. Like, they let all the secrets out. That's, that's I was what like, shit, ain't nobody that shit. We know. But the thing about we know, we still don't let it, we don't, we don't acknowledge it. And like, you know what? It's not her. We have to deprogram that stuff. We have to realize that you're, you're dealing with generations of how our mothers and grandmothers and aunts survive. survive. Like we come up from a survival culture. Yes, and Lord. We, we, we raise our fists and so proud of it. It's, it's like, you know what? It's struggle culture. It's, it's, yeah, baby, it's not you. It's, it's, it's not you. It's not me. It's generations that make you distrustful. You don't mm-hmm. trust me because you've never probably seen a strong black male. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell people all the time, our women love our dirty draws. But I, I, I rarely find a woman or a group of women that truly know how to respect and not from a level of disrespect, but respect men and what they bring to the table. Not the finances and other stuff, but a lot of stuff that we go through or what we've been through. You know, like I'm married. Byron's married. Rise is the only person that comes from a two parent household. But it's it, I've never seen marriage work. Mm-hmm. So as trying to be a, fa- a husband and a father, I've never seen it work. I've never, you know, and we talked about this last episode as a man, we're probably programmed to like be not to be nurturing because you got to think your son playing with baby dolls. You're not gonna let your son, you know, grown men don't grow up to be daycare. 
instructors and all this stuff. We don't start dealing with kids until we're damn near married to have kids of our own. And so then you want to like all these deadbeat dads are like, nah, this nigga's never been nurturing. He's never been taught to be nurturing. As a matter of fact, he's probably been taught the exact opposite. So, you know, understanding why your husband's having a hard time or the man you're dealing with is having a hard time dealing with certain things as well is not him. It's generations of us just struggling to make this work. So mm-hmm. I'm going to shut up. I, I, I think one more thing I want to add, and then I want to hear what Buff has to say too, but um, some. one way that I think we can try to combat some of that is not just identifying the stereotypes, but I think it's at both sides understanding what the other person is. If I have an alpha female and I'm a beta male, that might be a good relationship for us. So mm-hmm. that, that being able to fit the, the family role and not necessarily the gender role. You know, one of my favorite movies in the world is Color Purple. And if you look at, you know, uh, <laughs> Miss Seeley, or not Miss Seeley, um, Sophia, Sophia and Harpo, that yeah. was the whole story. And their whole story arc was Sophia was an alpha female and Harpo was a beta male. And Harpo was trying to become an alpha male, doing what his daddy told him and trying to beat Sophia and Sophia not having it. So their, their relationship couldn't work until Hoppo figured out that I like to sew and I'm going to let Sophia be the alpha in this relationship. And they were happy after that. Once they figured out how yeah. their family roles were not necessarily what their gender roles were. So really so, what works for them, right? Yeah. Right. It's just, it's being able to look at your relationship and figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Buff, you got anything you want to add? So is the question still um, <laughs> the, the question why is we all call, over? Why we call women bitches and music? Or did it? I, I think it, I, I got it, lost it in the answers. It, I think it was how we fix it. Yeah, it started there, but yes, like so now we're in this current state that we're in, which is complete madness. So it's like, how do we heal? What does that look like? But you're gonna also answer why we call them. Uh, yes, why? Why are we bitches and hoes? Where does that come from? Well, bitches and hoes exist. Um, oh. it's, just, it's just a matter of of how much you want oh. to acknowledge it or not, uh, and that's just not a woman thing, though. Uh, okay, great. Glad you glad it's a universal term that everybody can get. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel I feel like it's been explained many times that uh, a woman that's out to only get you for what you got and is heartless about it, and you know, plays you or whatever the case may be, you tend to might want to call that that person a. A woman that is sleeping around only for money or whatever like that, you tend to want to call the same thing for a man. I mean, so they exist. Now, whether or not it should be in entertainment on a mainstream level, that's up for debate. But if we want to change that, we got to we got to challenge the people that are in position, the P. Diddy's, the Dr. Dre's and, and everybody like that to challenge artists to make different type of music. Because right now they're claiming that that's well, the only thing we want to hear. And when they make a positive song or something like that, like we have positive rappers out there that are not mainstream for whatever reason. So we nope. have to change that. Can I think they're not mainstream because like you said, you guys said it's about making money. So if the sex is going to sell, it has to be something that this is bigger than us. And we're OK with taking an L for a minute to get us back together. But who's going to want to take the L? But, but, but see, positive music can sell like we it see can. It. We, we see yeah, other we see genres like of music. Yeah, I think Kendrick is a positive rapper. You think he's positive though? 
I, I mean, do. he's not negative, he, but I think conscious. he talks about, yeah, I think he talks about a lot of the struggles that Black America had to to go through. But yeah. You ain't talking about stupid shit too, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> just okay. not. I'm sorry. It's just you like a like, like, like that. Yeah, right. Don't hurt my heart. <laughs> I mean, he do. Like, let's not act like he no comment or no, no Nas. Like, mm, oh, right. God. Well, well, Here we go. All right. Go. Oh, three before, brothers, go ahead. Before we move on, I feel like there was pushback to there are b****s and b****s that exist. Is there pushback? To, I mean... No, it was no, just surprising. It was surprising. No, I wasn't ready for I, it. I, I, agree. Just, oh, okay. I wasn't ready. I, sometimes I need a little, you know, heads up. I'm about to throw this, you know? <laughs> but just like y'all have, you guys have terms for dudes. Niggas. niggas, I don't call people boy. niggas. You want a real nigga? Like it's. I don't it's like certain. saying the word nigga. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like to say nigga. it. I mean, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. That. But you probably had one though, and then you realize you ain't want them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the young uh, sugar I knew might have wanted a real nigga back in Mobile or. Her, her, square. Her, I've always been a square. You know, I was always kind of nerdy, quiet. So, yeah, but that's why you probably wanted a real one at, nah. at some point. I ain't never. No, okay. I, don't, I don't know what they had over there in the East School. <laughs> <laughs> Not real niggas. I can tell you. <laughs> oh gosh, no. The names that we call, yeah, the names we call, I think, are very hilarious. To be honest with you, I kind of take more of a, a guy approach. I'm a bit of a tomboy. So yeah, she's more of the yeah. I'd be able to ask why niggas is you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'd be like, why is this dude so right now? Like, uh, what is we doing? <laughs> so oh, it's a little different. She, she's definitely an alpha female. Yeah, I, and I really try not to use the n word. Let me just say that. Oh, you can say naked. I do. I niggers. Yeah, niggers with attitude. I know. I gotta get a shirt. I love that shirt. <laughs> what is That's it called? Nakers with attitude. I love it. You have look it? at the shirt. Oh, look at it. Oh, this and is a real thing. Let me see. Yes, it's a real right. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is your shirt. Have you? Yeah. 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 You gotta Three look at that merch. Hey. Hey. Uh, it's serious. Oh, I didn't talk to you about that, Dan Rosa. You you running that too? Yeah. Yo, yeah, we got we got these got sweats shirts that we trying to come out with. We oh, want to see them sweats, sweats, you, you know, sweatpants season. That's all I'm saying. about to be spring. Look, they, um, so Rosa, the, the place I use, Rosa, don't help her objectify. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> show it. No, we gonna be yeah. we gonna have all this we merch up so that when it's sweatpants <laughs> season, we ready. So nakers with attitudes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's yes. what's up. Okay, I'm with it. Well, you still recording. got that on your forehead. Thing. You know she want everybody to know she a bad. No, well, pause. I just came from the meeting. What are we doing here? Really? Shut up and let's go. What you mean, let's go? It's, it's open. <laughs> <laughs> right. you right. I'm telling y'all to wrap this up. Maybe <laughs> missed me and wanted to see my face, so here I am. I did. Oh, God. It's true. Greetings. We had a good conversation. I think we, we talked about a lot as far as, you know, the relationships between black men and women how that's viewed, stereotypes, um, how we do fight against each other and how we kind of need to start thinking about things, I guess, a little differently. You know, and it's not a competition. I think that's one of the biggest things I kind of took away from this con- conversation, for sure. So as a, as Black women, how do you guys see it? I mean, we, we did a lot of talking. Do you feel like you have it harder? Do you acknowledge the 
I think it depends. Like we were saying, I think it depends on the situation. I feel like black women are making like major strides right now, as far as like, we're the largest group of self-owned businesses. Like we're the most educated. So like we're killing it right now, but I think that's also because we're not as much of a threat to society as you guys might be. So I think it's, it's two sides of the same coin, I really think. So, you know, you guys have to be worried about the police and all that kind of stuff more so than we do. But there's also only so far that I think they will let a black woman go. That's a that's an important part, because I think I even talked about on a previous episode with even my manager making a comment. She's a woman and, and in my company, women do very well, but they're white women. They're right. not black women that's really at the top. Like, right. you know, that's sitting in a lot of these leadership positions. So white women still do really well. And she was like, you got a double whammy. You know, you're black and you're a woman. So yeah. I don't always identify when it's like these feminist movements. I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't give a shit about none of that. Because to me, I'm black first. I just, that's the way I see it. So you're going to look at my skin and then you're going to, all the shit going to come after that. So... I do agree with you guys as far as that conversation around it being situational, certain things that we have to be on high alert, where certain things that you guys as men have to be on high alert, but shit, we all on high alert, point right. blank, period. Everybody's on high alert. And if you're not, you living in la la land and that's why you're going to get cased up and get surprised one day. I'm not cased up, KB. I don't know. I just felt like saying that. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you have a, a duty to call other your other African queens, your other black sisters out when you see them doing injustice or disrespecting the situation, you know, like we're so quick to jump on the bandwagon, you know, if a black woman's coming at a black man and there's all of a sudden there's this, this whole thread on black, black dudes aren't da, 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 da. same with black men. We, I think we try to do a good job of keeping our brothers accountable, you know, yeah, cause me and L we called out KB last night. Oh, we did. Who y'all believe? Suge and L or KB? I look innocent as I don't even know what y'all talking about. Looks can be deceiving. (laughs) Hmm. Anyway, no. Wait, can I I comment though really quickly? Even though this was a fictional situation, like a few episodes ago when we were reviewing Queen and Slim, I think the three of us definitely talked about how that could have gone way different. If she would have shut the yeah, she just <laughs> sat down and shut the entire up. Yep. So I think that at least the three of us, I think we do a good job of keeping not only each other, but also the people um, in our circles accountable for their actions. But you got to think about like, you don't really run into like anything major, major, because you generally no. p- put people around you that are similar to you. So we ain't going to be around the city girl type people, right? Like, True let story. me just say, I'm not going to really be around the city girl type. So I listen to their music, though. I don't. I can't, I listen can't to get into it. I, I do a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's nothing wrong. Hey, if you want you want to do that, you I do have that. a little ratchet side. You know, it's way, whatever. Huh? In case say number. I hate how they say nimber. They say, say my nimber in your home. <laughs> now wait. Oh, I don't know one. You listen. Song. You listen when to City Girls when, on Robin. Yeah, I was about. I to mean, when it comes on the radio, I mean, <laughs> when it comes on the radio, when that three hundred five, when they be like, 
Steve, Steve. And like, oh you hear that? I'm like, oh, yeah, FLA. Okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm from she Florida. A She's a Florida girl. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't like to claim it all the time, but it's true. <laughs> you know, Charlemagne say all the crazy people come. All the crazy people. <laughs> from the Bronx and all of New York. I'm just sorry, all of all Florida. Florida. Yep. So, he ain't lie. He ain't, wait, you lived there for a little minute. Don't do that. Just a little bit. But yeah, I am. I am born and raised from Florida, FLA. So anyway, but no, I think you 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 don't put yourself around those kind of people. But yeah, if you can't call out people around you that's that's doing crazy. How many times have you heard women that you've been around say or discredit a man because they disagree by saying he's not a real man? Like I ain't heard. I ain't heard. I ain't heard. Like, somebody that. for that like no nah, i haven't heard that. that you girl, never heard him like oh he, well, girl he's we don't like, we don't, don't we don't even you gotta say for we be around professional people right yeah, I, again i think true. i know it happens i'm not saying it right. doesn't but i think that's certain people right that's right. certain people that run in a certain way and it's nothing no hit to nobody but if you now i've had people around me that i think do some that i don't think they should do when it comes to men and I'm not talking about me. I don't think I do nothing wrong. But Here we go. A hit dog will always holler because you're still trying to spin yourself. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you up close afterwards. Uh-huh. But anyway, I know someone who's done some stuff that I don't necessarily agree with. And I have said stuff in the past, but then I, I am guilty of kind of being quiet about it, right? Because I'm kind of like, I don't know if it's my place. But I don't think anybody does any real bashing, right? Like, I don't be around people who do bashing of men. But that's because we all kind of believe in the black man, too. So, again, I think Mm -hmm. you surround yourself with like people. So, you don't really have that to that extent. It might be tried you and you going to go off. But we all know your is just mad. Right. It ain't real life. True story. Because one thing about it, we loyal as Girl, you know, yeah, now y'all go around, y'all go and run real quick to a fault. Don't have me start, but (laughs) married to black women. I'm so thankful for that, Lord. How because I would have been looking sideways at some of y'all. I'm gonna tell you now, (laughs) she would have, she would have been the first one. Wait, when a black woman goes and finds her, uh, uh, white and shining armor, I'm okay with it only because I probably in my head they probably have tried so long. To try to be with one of a black man and it just didn't work for him. So I give black women passes. It's probably a double standard, but I give them passes because in my head, I know they probably tried. There are studies that show how black women have been holding out for a black man in way longer than what black men do. Oh, go ahead. No, I've been talking, baby. Oh, I was going to say, but my thing is, though, I think when it comes to black men and white women, not all black men, but enough black men down black women to justify them dating outside of their race. And a lot is, you know, numbers wise, percentage wise, black women don't really do that. And I think that's where for me, that's what I have an issue with. Right. Like self-hate is a hell of a drug. So I think like it's fine if you want to date, you know, a Latina, a white girl, an Asian girl, whatever. But you don't have to down black women to do it. Like a I black agree, woman raise your little silly ass. That's what I can't understand. I can't, understand. I can't <laughs> understand it. Like when you get raised by a black woman, but then you have this thing about black. And it always. OK, so I'm chocolate myself so I can say. I be feeling like I am chocolate. I am. Let her think that. I am chocolate. Anyway, okay, the point girl. is, is I always be feeling like it'd be like dark skinned guys, like chocolate guys that be on this. Shit. 
the hardest. And I'd be like, who made you feel bad about your skin tone? Girl, colorism is a whole separate issue. We'll okay, sorry. Another hour and no. a half. Then also, too, I think that some black men, as you mentioned, their mothers, that's a, a touchy subject, too, because if your mom wasn't a good mom, then... You know what I'm saying? Same way with little girls and dads. If you didn't have a good example of what a black man was supposed to be, then you know what I'm saying? I'm a daddy's so, girl. So I don't want to make excuses. Hmm? I, wanna, I don't want to make excuses for black men that put black women down. Because they are tools to, of incompetence. Go. To, to justify them dating a white woman. <laughs> but I think some of it could come from a defense mechanism to where they are stereotyped to where if they're seen with a white woman, their stereotype is, oh, he weak. He couldn't deal with a black woman. So that's why he went and ran to a white woman so he can, you know, run all over her. And so naturally you want to defend yourself. And so you come out and say, nah, I just didn't want to deal with your bad attitude or you're going to try to give me for all my money or whatever other stereotypes he may throw out there to put black women down. So I think sometimes black women automatically go to the stereotype of why they're dating a white woman and attack that black man. And so he may come back with that. And this might not even be the popular opinion. So we were talking earlier about being a culture of survivors. And so as a young black man growing up around all these women who, yes, they nurtured me, they raised me, but they were survivors. So I grew up around all these, not me, but I grew up around all these women, black women, who I heard say niggas ain't mm. And I heard mm-hmm. talk about how bad black men are. And so I've never seen them in a good relationship. I've, I've seen them as nurturers. I've seen them love. You know, I, tell, I, I say a lot of times, I said earlier, black women love our dirty draws, but they don't know, I don't feel like they know how to respect men to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. they've never seen that level of respect on a lot of things they've seen the love but not the respect and black men is, is the reverse we respect black women but we rarely see our black women nurturing us in a loving situation mm-hmm. so think about how many young black men saw their mothers their aunts their grandmothers in a true loving situation knowing how to be loved and knowing how to love a man back in a certain way and it's like you know what I saw my auntie cuss out my uncle, kick him out the house. Yeah, he came home drunk, but I don't want to deal with all that. Mm. You know, so it's, it's so many different things I think we deal with where we're dealing with stereotypes. And yes, we love our, bl- our black women to a, to a certain extent, but we, we don't know how to love them properly. Like I, I, I have not seen many black women growing up be loved properly. Try to be, I, like when I got married, everything I was doing was new to me. And I never grew up as an affectionate guy. I've always had fun and stuff like that, but I was never affectionate. Very loving, but never affectionate. I didn't understand how to do those things. And so yeah, I never saw it. 180, yeah. I never I, saw it. Yeah. So I think the same way, you know, our women love us to death, but they might not respect some of the things you're going through, you know, and vice versa. So, and Byron, I'm just surprised you you let all that Tupac slander slide early. <gasps> Where is the lie? Where is the lie? I'm just saying Jada act like she was all devastated, but she done let... No, she called out Tupac too. Yeah, she said they they had it out. Yeah, she said that she used to come at him about calling women... (laughs) 
bitches and hoes and he'd be like, I'm not talking about you. So if I'm she done gonna... already learned that from back then, why she still saying that in 20? Because Ooh. that argument doesn't hold up. But I think women accept that though. Wait, some what? women accept. A lot of they'll, they'll accept the whole the general conversation of they'll dance a song with bitches and hoes in it. Yeah. But as soon as they talk about that one individual, like you like you go dance to that song, but then he calls Gail. Gail's offended. So I'll you know? tell y'all a story. I didn't dance to songs that called the girls bitches and hoes. I would literally stop at the club and stop dancing if a song like that oh. came on. Yeah, I was on stage I was, with Ghostface Killer and he started that and I was like, oh, it's time for me to go. Oh, I love Ghostface Killer. <laughs> well, apparently I'm not a real one. Mm-hmm. Apparently I'm not a real one because I still jammed the What These Bitches Want by DMX. <laughs> 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 I don't stop. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so so sorry. Okay. Because like Byron said, that, that, that there are <laughs> they, that they are out there. So yeah. un, until so you sorry. actually put a face with a name, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, until I actually say you are a. <laughs> the thing is, jamming to that song, I think is all right. Like DMX yeah, called about twenty of them. I think I think I, just, I think I just objected to. I guess it was KB that said he has more than. Um, Brenda's got a baby. Like you can make a whole album of positive songs from pop. That's it. True story. All right. Well, so, I, I mean, oh, go ahead, Ferg. I said I ain't mean to kick a kick a hold of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good point, though. We did need to bring that up. Sorry. <laughs> so this has been a very full conversation, and I can't wait to hear. It in its entirety and also for you guys to come back this is great well it's been great another great show i want to thank the ladies for coming out you know it's the first of many we're trying to do this blackity black podcast movement getting young black listeners young black podcasters to come together and share their knowledge share what's on their minds so it's been been great but uh before we leave fellas you know how we do it Tell the people what's on your mind. Man, I got, I really got nothing. Uh, again, just thank you guys for all the love, support. Byron's had him. I think this is our fourth viral post, fourth or fifth viral post that we've had. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Byron, Byron, I just want to commend you on uh, running all the social media pages, man. I mean, it's huge for us. And And if you guys continue to post, share our stuff, uh, so then, you know, the, the more people that see some of the posts, they're going to come, they're going to join the community, they're going to laugh, they're going to joke with us, they'll start listening. So we uh, we appreciate all the growth that we've had, and we know it, it's attributed to you guys. So thank you all. Just want to echo what Arazio said and want to thank the ladies for joining us as well. It was very, very fun having you all on. Um, man, this whole experience, man, has just been fun. Ferg, I'm glad you brought me into the fold. I look forward, I actually look forward to this show every week, man. So you guys that are listening, I hope you do as well. Some of you tell me you listen to us on the, when you're working out, on your way to work, wherever it may be. We hope that we're able to give you that escape for an hour and some change each week. So just thank you for tuning in. Like Rosie said, help spread the word. We're trying to grow the audience more and more each week. And so far, it's been pretty good. 
And we just thank you guys for that. I got to go with my fellas. Thank you to all our listeners, all the people that support us on Facebook, Instagram. Buff, you do a great job with that. Rizy, you and the merch are rocking. Um, I just hope I don't get voted off the island one day. Because <laughs> um, I'm just here for everything black. Man, you quarterbacking this thing, man. Get, get that Naker shirt, y'all. Get that Naker shirt. Yeah, that Naker shirt is hot. <laughs> I was wearing it today. And I uh, had a lot of people asking about it. But definitely appreciate everything you guys do, everything you guys bring to the table, to our listeners, keep going. And as we continue, like we had today with uh, the ladies of Fem Noir Files, go out and support them as well. These ladies have a lot of good things to, to say. You know, the show's a little different from ours, but that's the point. We want you guys to get all this different, these different fields and these different voices. So just for today, if I can leave you with anything, go out and support Fem Noir Files. Those ladies do a great job and the newest group. And I, we mentioned before is the Bruz Bookshelf. You know, they have some great books. Uh, they, they've done three so far, $40 million slave. They just, uh, they did heavy and that actually got an endorsement from the, the author. And they did the miseducation of the Negro for all the, the ladies and loved ones and fellas. The next book they got coming up is the five love languages. I think we actually mentioned that on the show a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, that's their next book that they're, they're uh, going to be putting out there. So go out, listen to them. If you have any questions about them, we'll drop their links to their podcast on our, our platform. So I'll leave you with this. Remember the six rules of podcast, listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. We out. <laughs>